This is Lewis. And this is Harold. Uh, we are starting our day off with a little bit of poopery, and Harold and Lewis have some exciting stuff. One is a long time coming, and the second one is a long time coming as well. And no, it is not um, any metaphors of anything like that. Um, so, Lewis, um, I think I'm more excited with yours, so I'm going to start with Harold first. So, Harold. <laughs> <laughs> what a twist, man. <laughs> You had me going. <laughs> so, Harold, what's the poopery for today? Uh, the poopery for me today is uh, the, f- yeah, like Dennis said, long time coming. Uh, the update has come for Animal Crossing New Horizons. Um, this is a game that obviously during the start of pandemic was the biggest game out there. Uh, everybody was playing it. Literally, everybody was not stopped talking about this game. Except and obviously... Me. Except for Lewis, um, and because you obvi- had to pay for it, <laughs> he was waiting. He was waiting for that sale price, and then when it dropped to fifty eight ninety nine, he's like, "It's not good enough." <laughs> Lewis has actually been waiting for it on Game Pass, just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> Nintendo exclusive. <laughs> I finally got it, guys. Um, but you know, just with every game, uh, after a while, people just seem to lose interest, and. Um, obviously, if a game has just been pretty much the same game with only a few minor updates within the past year and a half, almost two years, um, you get a lot of people who just stop playing the game, um, myself included into that uh, a particular uh, area, because uh, after a while, you know, you just end up doing the same things over and over again. And it's like, uh, I don't know if I want to, you know, um, spend some more time here. I know usually it's just a game that you're just supposed to do when you need uh, time consumed and just, you know, you want time to fly away, but in, you know, when things just get monotonous, you just kind of like, uh, you just fall off. So uh, a few months ago, they had this big announcement that there's going to be a big update. And a lot of people were excited, myself included, because I knew that they were going to throw more things that made you want to play the game again. And uh, luckily for me, the update came uh, like a day early. And I was able to start playing everything. And I'm not going to lie. I have, since I hadn't been playing for the past almost two months, my island had gotten really, really full of flowers, like everywhere. So I've been literally, literally farming uh, and shoveling flowers for the past three days straight, uh, just <laughs> trying to clean up, just trying to clean up my island. Um, and there's a lots of just lots of different things that you can finally do. Um, they added a new thing where you can just uh, boat to different islands. You can uh, there's now a cafe in the museum, so you can actually sit down. You can actually invite your friends over from other islands, and they can just sit down and have a cup of coffee with you. Um, and then they've added like a bunch of new items, uh, including like random theme park rides, which I've now button and turned my island into a cheesy crappy low budget version of Disneyland which I thought uh, was their plan all along and they've added other things like uh, gyroids which are these little dancing dudes so you gotta like mine those guys and then when you you dig them up you play some next to music and then all of a sudden they start doing like little hula dances and stuff so um, they've 
brought enough different things, uh, including vegetables, which for some reason, way more people were excited for vegetables than anything else. Um, but because it's, you know, just something new to finally plant and play with. So they've gotten pretty much as much as they can out of this game so far. And I think for what I've seen is the numbers of a lot of people are returning and uh, some of my friends as well. I had a conversation with a couple of the guys that I used to play Animal Crossing with over the weekend. They were saying, yeah, definitely we, we started playing again. Um, we got to start opening up our island so we can all just like go over, visit and, you know, uh, hang out with each other. So um, if the goal was for them to get a couple of their players back, they've, I think they've done a pretty good job. Um, it, it's it's interesting that you mentioned that, and I'm you know I'm guilty of being one of those people where, at a certain point, I was making like you know I had a ton of bells. Um, it was the same like clothing uh, over and over and over again. Um, I you know like Harold just kept kept on telling me when there was like a you know like a, a star or like a, a meteor shower and all those things. Um, or not meteor shower, but you know what I mean. Um, but you know, it, it did start getting a little tedious. Um, but what's interesting, and you know, it's exciting, but at the same time, a little bit sad, uh, was that while they did announce that this was new, um, and there's all a, a, you know a ton of new stuff, um, it was also announced that this was the last of the um, Animal Crossing, um, you know, uh, updates. You know, mm-hmm. the, there might be some um, like special events, but o- overall, this is going to be the the biggest ma- major um, change, and it's going to be the last. And it's I've always thought that this was the biggest weakness of uh, Nintendo. Um, you know, I was thinking that it, that Switch was going to kind of change things around, especially considering how many new like um, characters started is in like Super Smash Brothers. You know, like it seems like every couple of months there's at least a new character and you like something and and there was enough so that you're like ooh you know there's a there's a new character there but um it, it's kind of sad that a, a a game that's that's so unique and a game that was so important to nintendo two years back it's almost like all of a sudden they're just like giving up on it so uh, kind of sad to be honest with you but at the same time excited that at least for now i do have some uh um some uh, some new stuff to play with with animal crossing so how about uh, you, Lou? Wait, well, really quickly. Uh, uh, I was gonna tell. I was talking to Dennis about this before you came on, Lou. But uh, one of the new features they have is um, people will now visit your house, uh, which is something that I don't believe was a function before. And the first time someone came and visited my house, literally like at midnight one time, <laughs> the lady came in, gave me a gift, and then she just took off. Uh, right before we started recording, some dude was like, "Hey, man, I'm gonna check out your house." And then he sat down on my couch and he did not leave. And he was like, hey, show me every room in your house. And I was like, nah, bro. I'm like, just like in real life, I don't want to show anybody anything. So this guy was like, I'm not leaving until you show me every single freaking thing of your house. <laughs> and so like half an hour later, the guy sits down on my couch again. And he's like, yeah, something about the aesthetics of your house. I don't really like uh, just, if, if there's a theme here. I don't understand Are you serious? it. Uh, like, I don't know why you put that that one thing over there because it doesn't make any sense but uh yeah and then i was like okay then you're gonna leave and no the dude just kept on hanging out so yeah he started like at 8 45 i think i signed on here like at 9 10 the guy was still in my house just is he chilling. is he still there no okay. he left right before literally 
five minutes into talking to Dennis, I was like, dude, this fool needs to leave because he's making me angry. <laughs> I didn't know you could troll someone on Animal Crossing, dude, but that's pretty much a peak move right there, though, dude. <laughs> yeah, the guy was like, oh, I'm just going to sit down here, take off, or put my feet up. He was like, don't worry, I'm not going to take off my shoes. First of all, you're an animal. <laughs> you're not wearing as much shoes as you think you are, buddy. But like, dude, I was getting frustrated and I was like, I, I would think it's one of those things where if you just keep spamming them, like, hey, man, what's up? Like, they would eventually get the hint. But no, this dude was like, you're giving me a tour of your house. And I was like, it's awkward that this dude's about to follow me into my bathroom to see where I shower and stuff. Yikes. So I that's a feature, I guess. Uh, then I hope you look forward to I'm looking forward to you having to have an annoying neighbor that hangs out for like a good chunk of your time to piss you off. So <laughs> there's part of the update that uh, no one was expecting. And no I was really about to did. say, like did the developers think about that, like that far into it. It's like, uh, okay, we can just like, let them get this is a question. Um, I think call of duty and all the other, like quote unquote, free for play games that spoil me. Is this DLC free or was this something you guys had to pay extra for? It's free, but there's also a paid DLC that you can go, I think it's like $30, and you can design other stuff. You can design other islands. Um, but as, And then I, apparently if you pay for the, the Switch online upgrade, it's part of that too. Oh, so okay. uh, like I think I was discussing with Dennis before this, I might get that Switch online update just because they do have N64 games. I already have the Genesis games on my Switch, so I don't really need it. Um, but also, I've, and I think we really haven't talked about this or glossed over the fact that there was a new console that came out for Nintendo. Yeah. And all, all it was was just a bigger screen and slightly better graphics. And did you, I'm sorry. I was, I, <laughs> I was about to say. I he did, knows because he has it. <laughs> I did buy one, but I ended up selling it because I, I have two Switches already. Dude. I was going like, to say. Like it, it, I know this is the whole uh, not even first world problems anymore, it's like you know, privileged people problems. But three con technically, four con- one, two, three, four, five consoles here. And yes, the whole thing was like just about two years ago, I didn't have any next gen consoles, and now I have all of them. All of them, like, um, even with us, and we're playing like when we're playing our games on Xbox, that means that time i'm not playing other games which is the dorkiest thing that we could pretty much say on anything so it's like yes i'm having fun playing back for blood with you guys and then when we get the chance and we play like D, that kind of stuff it's all kind of fun but then i'm literally neglecting all the people who are like hey man uh we got this call of duty squad ready let's go and i'm like i'm literally streaming back for blood right now and um this is new to me so like not like you know when you have something new yes the other things are going to fall off and then now it's like i'm back to animal crossing so when these guys yesterday were like hey man let's play i was like eh, i'm gonna i'm gonna <laughs> just dig holes and bury flowers bro so like <laughs> i'm sorry if that sounds not as appealing as waiting for this update for the new war zone but you know i'm not gonna buy vanguard yet until it's on sale because as of now it's just not as appealing but I know around Black Friday or like Christmas time, it's going to be like 40 bucks. And that's probably when I'm going to buy it. So there you go. Well, thanks for the heads up. That's a good strategy because, uh, yeah, I'm looking for Christmas gifts. So I think I'm going to wait for that one then. 
Looks like good idea. Forty man. bucks is still too much. It's still a little steep, but you know what? For my loved ones, sure. Exactly. <laughs> so, Lou, how about you? What's what's on the uh, docket for uh, your poopery? Uh, for me, dude, for the last few, for the last week or so, I have finally come around and started binging a show that you two have been uh, fawning over for the last few months. Uh, I'm talking about Brooklyn Nine Nine, a show that started off back in 2013 or 14, almost a freaking decade ago, but still, uh, you know, holds up really well. So I'm actually like halfway through. I believe there's only seven, eight seasons. I'm already in season four. I am loving it. It is like, I, I think, um, I'm not sure if it was we were recording when this was brought up, but this is one of those odd or like rare comedies where like they hit their stride, the cast, I mean, and the writing and the mood and everything. It literally the first like season. Um, I think Harold was the one who brought it up. And I, I, to a sense, I do agree. Like even classics like The Office and Parks and Rec, it took, um, you know, uh, uh, even the hardcore fans of those shows, they'll tell you the first season's not the best, but you know the the uh, you know when it's at its best and towards the end, it's amazing. Uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine, dudes, I love it. Like off the bat, I am like I was almost ready to like I was I, I almost kind of resigned myself to like okay, the first few episodes maybe it'll be like horny, maybe they'll try to trying to find their strides, but you know what? Uh, this show is just great and i'm loving every moment of it and uh i'm almost to the point where like i said we've only had a few days to binge it but my wife and i are already on like episode like season four or like halfway through it already so uh i think we gotta like temper ourselves and like just we gotta slow down i think the name of our sex tape <laughs> <laughs> there you go see now he gets it yeah. he gets it <laughs> big pot <laughs> I gotta oh, ask man. you guys though, like, so you guys have watched the show, and I think, um, uh, I think uh, Dennis was the one who binge it hardcore and like actually saw the season finale when it was airing, and then the Herald caught up recently. Um, I, I, I hate to ask for no spoilers, but like, who's your favorite character? Because I'm loving each one of them, but um, there's a handful that I think kind of stick out a little bit more than the others, or at least I uh, found a little spot in my heart. Who's like your favorite main character out of the the detectives, and maybe like your favorite side character so far? Or not so far, but in the, in the show, um, I I would go with the main characters. Uh, one of my favorites, Charles. I knew um, yes, that. just because. <laughs> yes, dude, say I love Charles Boyle. <laughs> Charles Boyle is amazing. Like, like, it, like you know, it, like uh, because Lewis um started um like uh, binging it, uh, kind of like Harold. Um, uh, I've been binging it as well. I'm actually uh, a little bit ahead of you guys in my uh my binge watching um but um you know just charles like even from the very beginning like you you kind of get a sense of who he is at the very beginning because he's talking about hamon iberico you know <laughs> the very first episode <laughs> the very yes. first episode and you're like and it was a hint of who he was and then it's almost like they double down and triple down every single season to the point where it's just like you know like at any any time like he just talks about you know food is just hilarious to me so. yeah absolutely yeah um and i mean i'm i'm pretty sure it's a no brainer i'm pretty sure everybody is the same but anytime Doug Judy comes on um <laughs> it's always uh classy to me just because like let's see you're on the third one um so uh, no spoilers or anything but you can kind of cl- clearly see like um you can kind of clearly see the relationship between um, uh, uh, Doug Judy and Peralta kind of like, like 
even though Peralta doesn't want to, it's still, it, it keeps on like just blossoming between the two of them. Absolutely. And then it gets better. <laughs> and it, it's, it's beautiful to see like where uh, that, that, you know, that uh, like good cop, bad, like that cop and, uh, and, um, and police officer or, or cop and criminal um, like combination comes in. So those are the two characters that I think, although I do have a soft spot for, um, I keep on forgetting his name, but um, the, 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 the most boring uh, man uh, alive that, um, that Amy was dating. Uh, oh, um, like Teddy. The, no, Teddy. Teddy. Yeah, Teddy. Teddy. Teddy, yeah. Teddy the, 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 he, I'm a pills <laughs> guy. guy dude. <laughs> <laughs> He's a pills guy. <laughs> oh, he introduced us to jazz brunch, dude. <laughs> so great. <laughs> the fact that oh, the man. fact that Eddie was like, hold on, hold on, and then proposed to Amy, and then when he, Amy said no, he still tried going yeah. back to the girl. <laughs> yeah. Go back in the cab. This 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 worked out much better in my head when you were in the cab. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I love that fight. Yeah, we have. I think we all know a uh, pills guy, but uh, maybe maybe make it an IPA guy or uh, somebody who homebrews. Um, I- I'll wait for Harold's um last, but uh, I think I already mentioned. But like, uh, for my main characters, I think I have a soft spot for. I love I, I love Boyle too. Um, I have a soft spot for the uh, local uh, civilian admin, Gina Linetti, but I think Holt is my breakout character. I, I, I The whole cast is freaking amazing. Like, whoever did the casting for the show is just great. Like I said, I mean, Parks and Rec, they had, uh, uh, Harold, help me out here, but they have to get rid of um, the first two seasons. They had that, that, that freaking uh, tombstone of a, of a love interest for... for, for Brandon Yes, he had to go. Uh, I'm so glad that they replaced him. But and, and even in the office, like, you know, I, I know there was like a, a weird shifting of characters until they introduced Andy and everybody uh, kind of settled in. But this one, like the main detective are already like off the bat. And I, I know it's weird that Andre, Andre, Andre Brower, Captain Holt is like our POV uh, uh, character because he's the new one there and he's introduced everything. But the dude is just so nuanced and hilarious. I love him so much. Um, I'm looking forward to him every every time he comes up. Um, for a side character, I think I've got to go with uh, I can't remember his name, but Pimento. Uh, God, what's the actor's name? He's in literally Jason everything. Jason Mantzoukas. Thank you, Jason Mantzoukas. Any great everything. show, Jason Mantzoukas. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, Jason Mantzoukas is the best side character that has always deserved his own TV show. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I'm like. Uh, I think Harold, you might be one of them. Um, one of our few listeners, Eric, has actually brought up like I have to apparently watch the league because yes. apparently he's he's in it and he's he big in it. the league. Okay, so all right, so hold on, really quickly with Jason Mantukis, he's in the league and he's the best character. He was the best character in the league. Um, okay. he is in the and good place. He's in the good place. No, spoiler, non-spoiler. Another show you love, yeah. Another, Another show, show I love. Absolutely top five, and he plays. Derek in that show and he's fantastic and it's like Jason Mantukas but also in Parks and Rec he is Dennis yes. Feinstein the guy who makes he's a perfume maker so he makes clothes <laughs> yeah his his real name is Dante Fierro but um in Pawnee uh Dennis Feinstein is more of a 
more of an uh, exotic name than Dante Fierro. Yeah. That's still that's such a fantastic joke, by the way. But yeah, Jason Manzuki is he is the weirdest looking dude. But every time he comes on to any TV show, it's freaking gold. So yeah, you can't like tear your eyes away from him. So yeah, I love me um Adrian Pimento. I hope I like I said, I'm halfway through the, the, the series. I'm really hoping things go well with her and with him and uh and um uh, detective uh shoot yes yes but um yeah anyway how about you h favorite man and uh your side dude um i am fascinated with both amy santiago and rosa diaz because they have like first of all amy is pretty much like an uber nerd that just happens to be a really good detective yeah and her 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 like tendencies crack me up every time and her stupid little dances like those are things that I like on Twitter. I follow the nine nine account, and today was uh, Amy Santiago Appreciation Day, and it was literally just eight minutes of her doing Amy stuff. So I was like, "Oh yeah, which binder is this?" You know, like <laughs> her dances for all the things. Um, but I love Rosa because of the whole like, um, you know, steely demeanor, like how you know she's very um, monotone and she doesn't show too much. Uh, emotion and anything but when she does it's like the best thing that for that show and then since you just watched the episode i literally um was just watching it and i was cracking up at the hole when she does the parkour up the wall yes and then and then terry's like how did you do that she's like i have a very dark past <laughs> and then it's her smiling while she's doing her gymnastics gymnast. <laughs> and then like like then they do the, like a whole basically rosa diaz is the black widow like she, you know, has that quote unquote checkered past, but it's not checkered at all. It's the yeah. opposite. It's like a happy, sunny <laughs> thing. And it's just like, then, you know, just ends up being her, being her. And um, side characters, I mean, you guys have nailed it pretty much, Doug Judy. You know who my favorite other, if we're going to go besides that, is um, Bill. Oh. <laughs> Wait, which one's Bill? Fake Charles. You've you've seen him in one episode so far. In the okay. Halloween episode, he's fake Charles. The guy that looks like uh, Boyle, but he's like a, kind of a prostitute. Oh! <laughs> so in, in later episodes, he plays... I've, a, he, I've never treated you like a prostitute. <laughs> now you he's have. <laughs> okay, I got him. Oh wow! Yeah, he was in like a bit role in the yeah in the Halloween episode. I'm looking forward it's, to that it's, now. It's the best. You had potential. <laughs> it's the best running joke I think I've ever seen in any TV show. Is the fact that like he he comes back and he plays a specific role and he plays the same dude every freaking time. But like, um, I can't. I don't want to spoil it for Lou because yeah, it does get better. Okay, but I'm looking forward to it. There's another character in It's Always Sunny that reminds me of Bill. And uh, eventually, if you ever get to see that other show as well, and you see um, the progression of the Bill character, you're going to appreciate him much much more. So Looking forward to it. But yeah, so uh, <laughs> it's been uh, for Poopery, for my Poopery this week, dude. Thank you very much for this recommendation. I've been looking forward to a great new comedy. And yeah, we're enjoying it. Um, like I said, I think the only problem is I really got to pace myself. Like there's some nights like my wife and I, especially with Daylight Savings, I think we were up. <laughs> I mean, te- I, I think technically we're only up till 1130, but officially that's like 1230. Mm-hmm. Or my body still thinks it's like way past midnight. So I'm like, okay, we should have stopped two, three episodes ago. But 
you know what? That's first row problems. I'm enjoying the ride so far. Again, thank you guys for the recommendation. And if you're listening to our podcast, if you're looking for a solid, uh, actually, I, I would say it's teetering on family friendly. I mean, it's it's basically like if you grow if you grew up on like major children with some of the looter jokes. There's nothing explicit. There's nothing like you know. Uh, yeah, overly- like my my daughter likes it, but I have to kind of like fast forward certain like parts. <laughs> Just yeah, like, ooh, yeah. ooh, I know what's gonna happen here. I know what's gonna happen here. So. <laughs> yeah. and, and she knows. Yeah, um, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, By the way, no love for uh, for no love for Scully and Hitchcock, dude. Oh, oh dude. <laughs> again, they got forgotten. <laughs> just sit like, in the corner. <laughs> like just that relationship between the two of them is is amazing. yeah. Um, wait, Lou. I don't think Lou's been there yet, but the origin story of Scully and Hitchcock. Is <laughs> I knew I knew it. Okay, uh, my, my my son and I have been have been thinking like they have to explain what their thing is. So yeah. okay, we're but looking they, forward to that because their origin story is probably that's a top ten episode of that show. Like okay. it's it is absolute <laughs> gold. You don't see it. You don't like when you see the episode starting. You're like, what? What show am I watching? <laughs> and then bam, they go into it. Okay, so really quickly, for everybody else listening, I was telling the guys, no doubt for me, the one streaming service that has been the most consistent because of all the shows that it provides is the Peacock service. And mainly because uh, Netflix got rid of both. I mean, Netflix got rid of Parks and Rec and and The Office, two of my favorite shows. Um, And then you can watch some of those things on Hulu. But like I was mentioning to Lou, I love Hulu. But three-minute commercials is basically just quite as well just watch it on regular television. Um, why even have a streaming service for that? I mean, yeah, you could pay the extra five dollars a month, but I'm paying like you know how many things for streaming, anyways. Yeah, but for, <laughs> yeah, but for like Peacock, Peacock just picked up Married with the Children. Um, oh, I dude, saw that. like there's no need for me to change to any other streaming service <laughs> at this moment. Cause like, if you just look at my thing, it goes married to children, parks and rec, Brooklyn nine, nine, the office. I don't need any other TV for the moment. And tech, and Maybe I believe the- it has yeah. modern family and I'd love to catch up on modern family. Cause I gave up after the first, I think the fourth season or something. Cause I mean, you can only do so much of uh, shows before you got to re binge it. But I mean, for the amount of money they're paying, I'm paying like five bucks a month for the thing. It's gold. Like, um, if you love classic TV as well, or there's random comedies on there that are so good, like, yeah, definitely worth it. Yeah. And the fact that, uh, you know, every so often you can put up with their layout, like, I actually don't mind watching pay per view, uh, the WWE pay per views on that sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah, except when it goes like Spanish and all of a sudden you're just watching a Spanish version of. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I still. I, I still miss the uh, the network layout, but you know. It, yeah, it I think that's the big the big problem with the biggest problem with Peacock is the fact that the WWE network is not the same interface. Yeah, um, the that's interface, the way, yeah, thank you, interface. The interface yeah. for the network was so perfect; you could literally find anything you wanted. Mm-hmm. And then now it's like, ugh, it's such a chore. But you know, <laughs> wrestling. So if you watch yeah. it, it's there. There you go. So yeah, Brooklyn Nine Nine. If you haven't started it yet, binge it. It's on Hulu okay. and on the Peacock. Sounds good, Lou. Um, and for our final uh, activity, um, it's been a while since I actually tried to be creative about something. So, <laughs> um, I, I thought it's about time I actually have um, 
you know, a a segment in the show. Lewis and Harold have their own. So um, I I I was um, what's the one? I was gonna say role playing. That's not the right word. Video. Well, um, I was uh, brainstorming. Brainstorm. This is the word I used a while ago. That was better. But um, uh, but I was trying to develop like some ideas. And um, Harold and Lewis gave me, were able to give me an opportunity to come up with a, a new segment. And I'm, we're calling this segment um, cr- a buzzworthy or cringeworthy. I like and the other way, the binge-worthy or cringeworthy. Brin- what did I say? You said, I mean, the, the original idea is buzzworthy or oh, cringeworthy. Okay. Binge-worthy or cringeworthy. Okay, I'll, I'll take that one. Okay. So we'll go binge-worthy, uh, uh, cringeworthy. And the basic idea of the, 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 the segment is I have five, um, I guess you would call it like uh, uh, not breaking news, but news uh, in pop culture that I thought was interesting, that I thought uh, really um, caught my attention. And I kind of want to ask the, the two of you, um, first and foremost, do you think it's uh, binge-worthy? Do you think it's cringe-worthy, the news itself? And let's discuss why you feel that way. So who knows? Maybe this will suck, but, you know, um, that is um, the uh, Lewis's, you know, you know what tape. Um, <laughs> maybe this will suck. Let's see. The name of our sex tape? Whoa. Whoa, 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 whoa. Right, that was the best that was the best one. I'm sorry. <laughs> um so so let's go with this. Uh the first um uh, the first uh, uh topic here and you can uh, you're going to have to tell me if it's cringeworthy or binge-worthy or cringeworthy. Lewis, we're going to start with you. Um uh, um when we were talking about this Harold was like it, it, it Harold was insistent that almost insistent that we should have this topic. So we're going to start off with um we have found out that Disney Plus um, as we uh, and I'm pretty sure all three all three of us were able to watch the uh, the new Disney Plus uh, Mighty Ducks um, um, show, you know, um, Game Changers. And, and I thought it was pretty cute. Um, I thought it was well, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't call it the I, you know, I wouldn't um, call it the next uh, Cobra Kai, but I, it, it was a pretty good like attempt uh, at it. And I really did enjoy it. But of course, we over the last couple of days, we have heard that Emilio Estevez will not be part of season two <sighs> of uh, Mighty Ducks, um, uh, you know, um, uh, Game Changers. Now, originally, the news was that it was because of COVID health uh, restrictions, supposedly like um, he wasn't like, uh, you know, uh, he, he he wasn't immunized. And so they had to like take him out. Um, but just the last uh, day or so, um, Emil Estevez kind of came out and made sure to, um, they were t- saying that he's not an anti-vaxxer, that he, the reason why he's there is because that he wasn't there because of some creative differences that have occurred mm. in, in, the, in the thing. So my question to you is binge worthy or cringe worthy, because considering that um, the only reason why that show even exists is because of the fact that, you know, uh, G- Gordon Bombay was there. Um, and uh, can this show exist without Emilio Estevez? So binge worthy or cringe worthy? What do you guys think? Let's start with you, Lewis. I think that's buzzworthy news, dude. Um, you're right. Like it's on the uh, the show, or I mean, the movies and the show itself. It's based on. I mean, it's not like really on the strength of one actor per se, but like it's it fringes on the gimmick of of Gordon Bombay, like the attorney with the heart of gold, the jerk who you know who who turns a, a local team of uh, of near duels 
and it's a generational story. And like, if he's not going to be on board for the second season, I'm not sure if this the show has enough strength to to stand on its own. To be perfectly honest, um, uh, Harold, you're gonna have to help me out. Lori Lachlan, I think the actress's name is, who plays the other adult, uh, uh, you know, character on Game Changers. Great actress, obviously. She, Wait, she, she is scared. it Lori Lachlan the one that went like? Cheated for you. Uh, yeah, that's, that's, oh, that's right. My bad. <laughs> She's the one from uh, uh, Lauren from, Graham. Uh, Lauren Graham. Thank you. For a second there. Uh, like, so whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I was like, wait a second. <laughs> but um, yeah, like uh, she's a great actress. And obviously she helped carry uh, uh, Gilmore Girls for all those years on, on a CW or whatever the channel was called back then. But I'm not sure if, you know, these this cast of. Uh, of, of of spunky kids and this uh, you know great mom is going to be strong enough to carry the the show itself. It's almost I I mean I, I know Dennis has mentioned it this why it's fresh in my head, but it's almost if if like yeah if if Daniel you know uh, doesn't come back for season four of of Cobra Kai like yes obviously the characters are is going to be around is going to center around Johnny Lawrence and his new dojo, but if you don't have that central you know character that was basically like uh, the, the that the, um, that cord that connected the original from the, the the new cast i don't know how well it will stand um i mean and I, I know from at least from the disney plus uh side of production if i'm not mistaken it's not it's not like one of those in network shows where if halfway through people lose interest are gonna stop making them if they've already dedicated themselves to making you know eight, nine, ten episodes of Game Changers it's going to be made, and if Emilio's not going to be part of it, then uh, that's going to be rough to, or not rough, but it's going to be kind of different to watch, and like from a news perspective, I think that's buzzworthy. That's definitely something that should have probably again pushed up to the um, to deadline, because uh, honestly, then this is new. that's news to me. I did not know he was even on the outs, or that he was even uh, out, of the, uh, out of the role, so yeah, news to me. Buzzworthy indeed. Uh... I think <laughs> the news is is just it's for, the news is itself is binge worthy to me, um, mainly because of the sides of the story that you keep hearing from all the news outlets. Like, right. yeah, maybe it's his whole uh, not being an anti-vax, but like you know, not wanting to follow the health protocols that everybody's established so far. Um, but at the same time. I don't think not having him on the show is going to be as bad as it could be because even when he started out the show, he was like just someone who happened to be there. And it was so serendipitous for him to be like, Oh yeah, I own an uh, ice skating rink. Um, I was also the coach of the original all-stars here. Um, and then now, oh, all of a sudden we have the Mighty Ducks name back, you know, that kind of stuff. Like they wrapped everything up in season one a little too conveniently so that like uh, season two could be like, you can go fly in the face of whatever. Now it's going to be like, we did this because of, we got help from Gordon Bombay. And now what can we do without him? So that storyline opens up a little bit wider and makes it a little, the show to me, it makes it a little more interesting because for the first season, it was basically just an elongated version of the original series or it's like, let's take all, like Lewis said, all these nerd wells, these ragtag bunch of kids um, who don't have any talent for the game. And all of a sudden now they're a team. Um, it's a little too uh, fairy tale, I guess, 
so you know changing it up making things a little bit different it yeah you know there's a very big possibility that they're going to lose the original audience um i still felt like it was weird to me how forced that one episode was where they reunited uh, uh the not popular versions of the you know the not <laughs> some of the kids from the original the cast um and then it was just like okay let's just drop a bunch of names so you guys can remember why you were watching the show in the first place because you love the original movies um and it's kind of like the same like dennis said you're bringing up a good point with uh, the success of this should be similar to Cobra Kai, but as of yet, it just hasn't um, resonated as well. I guess um, maybe the fact that the cast is a little too big, and you're you're you know you're trying to get uh, at least in this first season, you're trying to get everybody there a little bit of spotlight, and so far it hasn't worked as completely well as it has for Cobra Kai. But at the same time, you're having a season two, and then now you're taking away a main character, so maybe give everybody else another chance to, uh, you know, step up. Okay. Well, uh, uh, interesting, uh, interesting takes on this. I'm, I'm liking it so far. Um, let's kind of change up the, um, the genre here um, because we're, we're talking about Mighty Ducks. Um, let's talk about musicals here. Um, I don't know if you guys have heard, but um, there is a, um, a, 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 a for TV version of Wicked that is going to be coming out. Um, and or I don't know if it's for TV, but it's for I think it's for a the- theaters. Theatrical, right? Yeah. So yeah. a theatrical release of it. And they've decided on uh, two uh, singers. Um, Ariana Grande and Cynthia Erivo will be the, the stars of will be the two uh, leads. Um, while interesting enough for me, I think the 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 news that got to me was that uh, there is now a viral um, uh, what, what do you call this um, a petition um, on change.org that basically says that reads James Corden in no way, shape, or form could be in or near the production of Wicked the movie, and um, the number of people who are signing this petition is growing day by day um you know uh, he is um you know he's very well known for um you know whether he's in whether he's in trolls whether he he has his late night show um you know and whether it's in cats um you know people have depending on who you are you either love james corden or you hate james corden so uh james corden being said that he or people saying or people petitioning for james corden not to be uh, not to be part of this this wicked uh, movie, uh, 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 binge worthy or cringe worthy. I'll go first. Uh, I think it's cringe worthy. I'm not the biggest James Corden fan. Um, he does um put himself Cromulent. into <laughs> what? He does cromulent, but go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, he, he's he's the guy, um, and. He was okay and in into the woods, um, and that, that's the see. This is the problem, not not the problem. This is the thing is, um, the two theatrical things that he's done are two of the biggest musicals on Broadway at the time. Uh, obviously, Cats and Into the Woods. Um, Cats, that's not his fault, man. It just that was everybody's fault. That was a train um, wreck. I even. Even me, I've yet to watch the whole thing because I started watching it and I was like, nope, 
I'm gonna pass. <laughs> I, I'm I have I have nightmares. I took Seen out my enough. contacts. I took out my contacts. I didn't want to watch it. Um, and Into the Woods was actually not bad. I mean, um, it's not the greatest thing. And then <laughs> I think they're just more or less like you've seen his um, crosswalk musicals, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's where the thing he, that a lot of where people he pisses hate. off everybody because yeah. he uh, stops traffic on Ventura Boulevard, which is just <laughs> a, all places. Come on, just now. a terrible move. Like I've been to that section where the CBS Studios is, and dude, why? That is so. It's, I don't know who you're trying to please with that thing, but like, um, yeah, let the guy have his. I don't see a part that he they they were saying that he would play the wizard. Okay, that would be terrible. That's bad casting already. But like, if there's a part for him, let the guy have his fun. Um, he does nothing to negate the storyline of Wicked already. I mean, bad casting has tried to, like, if anyone is ever going to get like trash or bad casting, it's Russell Crowe and Les Miserables. <laughs> but I mean, you will not let that go, will you? No, dude. <laughs> like him and Hugh Jackman, they're supposed to be like. I mean, oh god. I like Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman is okay, but yeah. I mean, he's better in The Greatest Showman than he was in Lamar's Rock. But like, um, let James Corden have his little cake, um, just as long as he doesn't ruin it for everybody else. Gotcha, Lou. Um, I'm gonna go. Okay, I I think I'm gonna have to go with cringe only because I'm not sure. This is my casual show, and I guess, but why is it exactly that? So is it just because Corden keeps like. Uh, injecting himself in things and it turns out awkwardly? Is that the problem? Because I'm already looking at, I mean, uh, I'm not the biggest fan of what I'm looking at as uh, stunt casting, dude. I mean, does I, I know Ariana Grande's got great range, um, but which is she playing? Is she going to be Alphaba or is she going to be... She's Glinda, bro. Glit? Really? Okay. She, I Yeah, that, that casting is spot on, by the way. <laughs> Interesting. Okay, so she's gonna be the new Kristen Chenowitz. Uh, yes. Is there is there any word about the the original cast doing anything? Like, uh, aside from not... giving them uh, giving them like praise on the the casting, yeah. no word. Hopefully, no they get word some loyalty, on, like, I guess. But <laughs> no word on like um like any cameos or anything yet. Okay, but um yeah, this should, this should be interesting. But yeah, cringe only because like I guess yeah uh, I can see where the 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 what's the word I'm looking for the the blowback might be that yeah I think Corden's kind of in, involving himself in a lot of things. I think last time I remembered he injected himself into the friends reunion. Not that he's ever been like a huge friends guy, but like, it's almost like the Ryan's the, he's like the uh, English Ryan Seacrest. Like he's gotta be in everything or, you know, or I don't know, some producer things like, Oh no, if, if we want something to be popular, we got to put he, him in these things. So um, yeah, a little cringe for he's me. The, I guess. Uh, he's the English Aquafina. <laughs> yeah, there you go. dude. I, I, I I know you guys don't I I don't know why you guys don't remember this but we watched Wicked together right yeah yeah okay uh, obviously I love well, it Dennis knows because he invent, invited us do yeah. you remember who played the wizard <laughs> when we watched Wicked no no I my dumb brain always remembers stupid things <laughs> um the the wizard was played by an actor named David Garrison when we went to watch it together um david garrison is best known as his role in an 80s tv show playing a character named steve rhodes on married with children i i totally forgot about that but you're right i do now that you mentioned i do remember that 
Because I was just like, Steve Rhodes is the wizard. Do you have the playbill at home, H? <laughs> like, no. Framed? My, you know, my memory works in strange ways sometimes. <laughs> it goes straight so if, to that guy. <laughs> so if Steve Rhodes can play the wizard, then... Yeah, maybe James Corden can. <laughs> maybe. There you go. I mean, maybe. as long as he's not, you know, as, as, as Harold said, as long as he's not put into any, like, real, like if, if, if it turns out that James Corden is Alphaba, you know, um, then at, at that point you're like, nope. Yeah, get it I out. Maybe I sign that petition. See, here's the thing. I mean, let's just talk about this really quickly. Is uh, I thought there was going to be more of an uproar of the fact that they hired Cynthia. I can't even pronounce her last name. Is it Ervo? Ervo. That's how we pronounce it. Yeah, yeah. but um, there hasn't been as much of an uproar of her casting as Elphaba because she's an African American. Mm, yeah, and it's like. People are, are, you know, how people like the when the Little Mermaid comes up, people are obviously going to poo poo all over it because of the mm-hmm. fact that it's not a Caucasian woman playing Ariel. Yeah. And now you have a uh, another main character who everybody believes to be Caucasian, but dude, she's wearing green makeup. So, like, yeah. can you hate on that? I mean, well, well heard- that, that's the thing is, uh, would that be considered, uh, you know, um, green face? And uh- <laughs> you're going to say that, dude. <laughs> So I, I I don't know I can't help you. Which by the way, for the audience, just as just as a, a warning, when Harold poo-poo's Little Mermaid, um, he's not poo-pooing it because he's racist. He's no, no. just very particular about singing, <laughs> dude. That's <laughs> dude, why I know is. that this is gonna be good, is because a both of these girls have beautiful voices. Some people really hate on Ariana Grande's voice, which never made any sense to me. It's the, the girl can girl. hit. A, yeah, I think that too. Like the long, the long hair and the big ears, or the elven ears. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like you know, don't pass on the fact that the girl has pipes, can hit all the notes, and I'm like trying to imagine any of the songs that, and even the intonation. Like when she did, uh, when she was acting on Saturday Night Live, her voice sounded like she could talk like Kristen Chenoweth. So like that annoying Galinda voice. I think she can do it. So yeah, I think uh, on the strength of her, well, what skit was it that she played, and she had to sing in every like a bunch of uh, yeah, singers ranges. Exactly. Yeah. So I think you're right. I think that would be a, that. That was a good rehearsal for for the, at least the audition for this play. So yeah, um, kind of cringe in the sense, but yeah, uh, I, I dig the news so far. Good, uh, good turn on that one. Okay. So um, again, we're we're gonna change it around, uh, but we are gonna go to another British person. Uh, we are going to be talking about John Oliver this time around. Um, and as you know, John Oliver has his um, last week tonight show. Um, and he, it's been very successful, a huge fan of it. Um, but um, as I was listening to it, uh, there was a joke that he made. Um, and he was talking about, he was, he was talking about, um, you know, like uh, global warming and the, 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 the meeting that the, the global meeting that we had and everything. Um, and John Oliver kind of mocks a uh, James Cameron, basically um, starting talking about how uh, the delay of uh, the Avatar series and um, uh, James, uh, John Oliver basically says, you know, take your time on those James Cameron. Um, and then I com- I realized that, oh my God, it's been 13 years since, um, since the last Avatar. 
you know, and this is going to be another year and a half or another year, basically, before we even have the, the, the sequel. So um, considering that it's going to be 14 years um, uh, uh, coming, is James Cameron, the, the Avatar sequels, is it still binge worthy or is it the cringe worthy news? Man, I think we've come full circle on that, dude, and it's cringe for me, man. Like, I, it, it still boggles the mind that Avatar is the, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's like the second highest grossing movie ever. First right? again. First again. Right? Yeah, okay, it, so it's like, it back. it's like Endgame and Avatar going like neck to neck, right? Yeah. It's like a two-person race at this point. And it still boggles my mind, to be honest. Like, I, it, it's on uh, it's on one of the streaming shows. I, I think it's on Disney+. Plus. And I tried turning it on and watching through it and i don't know it's a great concept and yes it's gorgeous but i'm not sure like i guess maybe i'm the wrong demographic to ask but i'm still not sure why or how anybody's like uh getting into it still to this day and um cameron's talked about these sequels i think he taught he's talked about I, i read it somewhere that he has like parts two and three ready to go like our, our at least the script is ready to go and he's planning this like this nine part uh, epic Star Wars like uh, uh, series of shows, and we still haven't like you know there hasn't been what they haven't shot any like one scene onto the to, to to the camera yet or whatever it is that he plans on shooting it on. Um, yeah, dude. At, at this point, like I'm not sure if the it, it's kind of like uh, again I don't mean to poo poo on these on on these uh, franchises that I love, but it's almost like um, the Matrix coming back this fall. It's like I, I loved it. I love I mean the the, the the sequels to the, the the first Matrix movies, you know, that your your distance might vary or your enjoyment might vary, but like it's still a beloved, you know, first movie. But twenty almost twenty years later, you're like, why are we watching this again? Or why are we making? Why is the Neo coming back again? Um, so yeah, uh, cringe for me, dude. Like I don't know if um, Sam Worthington is he strong enough to make people come back to watch Blue Cat Aliens? And you know, I know Zoe Saldana is going to be in CGI as well, and I love her. Um, kudos to her, by the way, for having like being in both highest grossing movies ever. So that's like something nobody but else. She was also in the... Titanic. I hate you. <laughs> like, which one was she? Like the child? <laughs> She's one of the icebergs. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing CGI. Thank you, James Cameron. Uh, but yeah, dude. So I mean, yeah, cringe for me. Like I, I'm not sure if I'm gonna be looking forward to this at this point. Like. But maybe maybe he'll change my mind. Like he is also the the the, the person who brought us Terminator Two, arguably the greatest you know sequel uh, out there. So maybe this is the next <laughs> movie period. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> my bad age. <laughs> so yeah, we'll see. Uh, we'll see. But right now, this, this news is uh, cringe to me. It's like mm, maybe should have hit when that iron was hot years ago. Um, it's binge to me. Mm. mainly because it's james cameron like the dude doesn't fail like i mean but here the thing is i enjoyed the original avatar because i was the douchey guy that watched it in imax 3d and like you know everything about them dude that movie these movies deserve 3d because of the visuals that the dude put into it and um I'm excited to see where he's going. Like if technology has advanced in the past 13 years since the last one came out, 
what kind of visuals can he produce for this thing? And I know it's going to be a bunch of CGI stuff that everyone's like, ah, it's kind of fake and whatever. But like, yeah, I mean, the whole, the whole movie is a green screen. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But like, um, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing if there's more things that they can obtain because they've obtained what's unobtainable. And um, (laughs) by the way, the fact that people just rolled with that and they're just like, all right, unobtainium let's go with that <laughs> and that passed like everybody's, that passed everybody's checkpoints and they're like that's terrible no man this is what's gonna be and nobody was like well this is bad i mean like honestly i've probably only seen it maybe three times since the movie came out after the fact that it's not in the theaters one was because my cousin uh had just bought like one of the first 4k tvs and he was like dude this thing is in 4k and it was freaking amazing and then but it doesn't have the pull like true lies does or like uh obviously terminator 2 does for us those are like james cameron piranha 2 (laughs) the original piranha 2 yes (laughs) alien dude like everything that the guy had pretty much touched has turned to like top tens you know so i'm I'm um, just kind of looking forward to see, like, like, let's be honest, when Titanic first came out, everyone was like, no one's going to watch a movie about what we know the ending is going to be already. Like, we know that the the boat crashes into an iceberg and then people were Spoiler. still like, well, I want to see how they get to there. Yeah. Like a three, a three hour, you know, trek to see them running into or falling into the ocean and whatnot. So um, we can doubt him. He might end up disappointing in the second one and maybe surprising everybody in the third one we know, i don't know but i'm curious to see how everything's gonna go so i'm excited to see where this is um i i i think i guess out of the three of us i'm the only one who actually like uh, avatar is one of those things where i if i see a glimpse of a, a blue cat alien on my tv i have to sit there and watch the whole thing i actually like that show for that that movie yeah, that um, movie is so much fun and it's it's awesome but like it doesn't have like for me at least it doesn't have the replay value of the other James Cameron stuff mainly because Arnold's not in it but like if Arnold was one of the avatars I'm watching it like 20 times so <laughs> okay so uh two more two more um next one is um I don't know if you uh, there's this a uh, young woman named Patty Jenkins I think um, I, I hear he's she's done really well for herself. Um, but uh, one of the things that we were so looking forward to was Patty Jenkins and the Rogue Squadron movie. Um, we just found out that while it is uh, slated to enter production in 2022, um, it has actually been taken off their production schedule and it has left it, been, it basically been left with an indefinite release date and people are saying it's because of star wars movie fatigue and the um the the the, the attraction of shows like mandalorian um and like being being really good so that uh, people are you know people are saying that um disney and kennedy and all those people are a little hesitant to um do movies now um, and they, they maybe just do um, Disney Plus shows, uh, you know, with Obi Wan coming, with a show, Ahsoka coming up. Um, so uh, the fact that um, um, uh, Patty Jenkins' um, Rogue Squadron movie put to the side, binge worthy or cringe worthy, uh, Lewis, let's start with you. Actually, Harold, we'll start with you. 
Um, I, yeah, I saw the news. It's, I remember the, the announcement that they made when they were showing the fact that like, you know, her family is into the air force and military and everything like that. So it was kind of, you know, a good thing to see. I think it's, uh, kind of cringeworthy to be honest because it's like i understand the fact that people are def are really getting burned up by the fact that you know star wars stuff keeps coming in and out like the fact that there's two more shows coming out two more live action shows coming out along with the mandalorian continuing and then all the animated tv shows that are coming out basically disney plus has turned into star wars tv yep. so it's like if you don't um is it going to be one of those things that like, you know, if we don't keep following along with it, are we going to miss out on some of the stuff in the universe? Um, and where does this play out in the universe? I mean, the thing I was looking forward to more is the fact that this one is blatantly going to be like Top Gun in space. Cause that's that, you know, I played the rogue squadron games um, free on game pass, by the way, Lewis, if you haven't already downloaded it, um, also free on really sorry yes <laughs> continue <laughs> but it's like um... please keep talking while I download it on my phone <laughs> we don't have enough space on our Xbox for that stuff um, sorry because <laughs> Forza just came out or is coming out too but like it, it's literally like um, maybe it's a good thing where you just take a step back and be like okay let's see how we can do this better um, um, if people are really getting burned out by the series and whatnot then Let's take our time with it. Let's make sure that it's the best thing coming up. Because if they force things out like they forced, um, you know, um, Rise of Skywalker, not like that was super forced or anything, but I mean, they didn't have all their, I mean, just the fact that the, the final trilogy didn't have one solid plan where it was like, it, it could have been like the original trilogy where you have three different directors taking things in three different ways. And it was like, no, we're just going to keep going back to the same formula because, um, people don't like change mm -hmm. so it's like um we gave them what they wanted or what we thought that they wanted and then in the end some people just ended, didn't end up liking it so it's like um you know give people the, the opportunity to breathe to let them learn a little bit and you know finally see do a little research and and find out what exactly people are expecting out of this property and how they can do their best to deliver it yeah um you know, I think it's, uh, for, for me, it's a great point, Sage, but uh, for me, I think it's it's buzzworthy for me or binge-worthy for me because it's um, it, it's kind of a big, it's a big deal, I think. Um, you know, the, the the news, I mean, if I remember correctly, was it last year or the year before where they had a big what to do? Like, they even had that, like, quick snippet of her getting out of her car and then she puts on the helmet mm -hmm. and, um, and, and it's like in you know, 2022 or whatever, Rogue Squadron. It's like, and yeah, we got hyped for it. And I think I like the appeal of what, how Harold articulated it. Like it was supposed to be Top Gun in space. Like, I think that's what Rogue One kind of appealed to people is that because I think that's also the strength of like the Marvel movies is that yes, they're all superhero movies, but to, I mean, in a smaller sense, like some of them have like little, it's superheroes with a different genre. So like, you know, uh, Winter Soldier was like that espionage, uh, old school like a uh, spycraft movie while um, ant-man was supposed to be like a heist movie so like i liked that you know particularly i loved rogue one because it was that was one of my favorite like it was a heist movie it was not like in the same vein of um 
of 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 the the main Star Wars movies, and I think that's kind of what Mandalorian really uh, what what I think that's what the Mandalorian kind of stuck struck a nerve with fans is because it, yes, it is a Star Wars mo- uh, show, but it's it's basically a western. I mean, that's what it was. It's a western in in the Star Wars aesthetic. So um, yeah, a little diversity in that sense of like yeah, let's 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 see how it is to be a pilot in this freaking amazing you know galactic uh, warfare. Would have been a great perspective, and uh, maybe she would have uh, given a, a kind of fun uh, input on that too. But you know, I, I guess if that's the case, unfortunately, it's not gonna happen. I guess anytime soon. But part of me feels like maybe the the, the makers of the movies and the shows are kind of reading the the room incorrectly in that sense. Like, yeah, like I said, I mean, Mandalorian stuck out because it's it's a western, and from the trailers for the new for the Book of Boba Fett, it looks like it's gonna be a, a for lack of a better term, it's like a gangster movie or a gangster yep. show. Yep. Like it's going to be like the Sopranos in space. Right. So like I'm thinking that already, like it's a different feel. Um, but yeah, so maybe if they could just get a green light, a Star Wars movie that has a different feel to it, it'll be great. Um, and maybe it would be just as successful as they'd want it to be. Um, but yeah, I mean, like I said, uh, for me, a buzzworthy in the sense, like it's, it's too bad that this is the, the, this movie is going to get, um, sidelined or whatever the term is, um, and I was kind of really hoping for for something new uh, soon. Uh, at least I love I love the Star Wars shows so far. I mean, two seasons of the, two seasons of Mando and uh, a couple of great ep- uh, cartoons uh, series on on Disney Plus. But you know, there's nothing. There's something about watching Star Wars in a big screen. So I was kind of looking forward to seeing that. Okay. Um, again, great takes. Last one. Um, as you guys know. Um... I am a huge Fast and the Furious fan, um, even though um, I I've never had a car that actually goes, you know, fast or furious. Fast or furious. <laughs> I mean, I get furious <laughs> while in a car, but you know, the, the um, Taurus is pretty fast, bro. I, I thought so too. Right. Um, but uh, you know, two of the biggest names in that series was uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson and uh, Vin Diesel, and uh, you know, for those people who have been hiding under the Rock. <laughs> Um, yeah. Let's see what I did there. Um, mm-hmm. we, we know everybody knows that there's been a beef between these two main actors. And uh, of course, um, you know, um, The Rock feels that um, that he's being kind of, you know, he's kind of being treated like a, you know, uh, like a, uh, I, I wouldn't call it badly, but you know, there, there's this respect there. And and so uh, a year or so, um, the, the the Rock basically, Dwayne Johnson basically said, you know, that he's done with uh, the Rock or, or the Fast and Furious series, and he wished um, everybody good luck and everything. But um, earlier, I believe it was today. Earlier today, um, there was a Twitter uh, a, a tweet that was sent by um, Vin Diesel. Um, but that pretty much says, you know, my little brother Dwayne, the time has come. Uh, the world awaits the finale of Fast Ten, you know. And so, um, you know, people are looking into it. You know, um, some people are saying that it is, you know, it is a Vin Diesel trying to bury the hatchet, on trying to get, uh, you know, um, Dwayne the Rock Johnson come back as Hobbs, uh, and 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 complete, you know, Fast the uh, Fast Ten. But at the same time, the wording itself, you know, little brother. Um, mm-hmm. Seemed like it was almost an attack. So, uh, last one for you: binge worthy or cringe worthy? I will go with Lewis here. Um, dude. So, uh, of all the news pieces you've given, you've given today, and this is actually one I saw on the way home today. Um, I, I gotta say, it's cringe because it feels so like 
either forced or like i think the word i'm looking for is condescending reading mm-hmm. vin diesel's words it's like yeah you're right like it's a little keywords uh it doesn't need, you don't even need to be a, a an academian or a freaking uh, uh dissect the words but like little brother uh dude the rock is literally maybe like half a foot taller than you <laughs> and maybe uh yeah, at least 50 pounds heavier than you muscle and all like you know it's your destiny that it, uh, it's like a weird yeah, it's 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 a weird condescending tone of like it, it, it's like the if the if the rock yeah I call him the rock we we know him as the rock Dwayne Johnson decides to bow out and hold on to his word that he's not gonna come back then that's on him and it almost seems like yeah it almost seems like a weird um please come back kind of kind of tone from from Vin Diesel and uh, I don't know if he's like hoping that it'll help perk up business but I don't I, at this point honestly I, I kind of don't feel like. Uh, you know Shaw, uh, um, Harold. Correct me if I'm wrong, but he's Hobbs, right? Hobbs. He's yeah. Hobbs. So yeah, I don't think Hobbs is the Hobbs character needs to come back uh, to the fa- Fast and the Furious per se. Maybe uh, if you've seen the Hobbs and Shaw movie, it does end on a bit of a cliff note. I mean, the the movie wraps up endly, uh, cleanly, but there are some par- uh, parts that's like, oh, there's they left enough for a sequel. So maybe he'll want to come back to that side of the franchise. Uh, but yeah, it's cringe for me just because like, yeah, it, was, it seemed condescending. I'm not sure what the tone Vin Diesel was going for with that, with that message. Um, and yeah, it's, it's almost like a lose-lose to me. Because if, if, if The Rock doesn't come back, then yeah, we lose out on seeing Hobbs one more time on screen. Uh, if he does come back, then it just kind of seems like it almost seems like kind of oddly desperate. So yeah, I don't know, dude. Cringe for me, man. Uh, binge for me, mainly because... It's the Fast and the Furious. <laughs> we all know my my fascination with the series. Um, we all, you guys all saw it, right? The last one. I can't yes. remember. Oh no, not yet, not yet. I but, didn't. Oh, but Dennis saw it. Okay. Uh, spoilers, I guess. Spoil away, spoil away, dude. I mean, hey, it's been out for like a year. That's on me. Yeah. Now. At this so, point, that's on me if I haven't seen it. I think I get I get where he's coming from because um, if you haven't seen the ending of Fast. Nine. I can't remember the numbers. <laughs> Where are we? Um, Fast nine after uh, Ludacris and Tyrese are in space for uh, twenty minutes. Um, the movie ends because if you don't remember, Han comes back. Uh, he had not died. He had just pretended he was dead because that's what people usually do in movies. Like no one ever really dies. They pretend that they're dead. They just pretend, and then they hide that's out true. in Japan um, <laughs> uh, under a giant burrito sign. Um, so. Um, at the very end, obviously, at the end of Fast Six, oh my God, I can't believe I know this. At the end of Fast Six, we see that um, you know uh, Jason Statham character uh, Shaw tried to kill Han, or he thought he killed Han. So at the very end of Fast Nine, um, Jason Statham is beating up a person inside a, a punching bag, and Han comes knocking at the door. So it's like. A, they had the Jason Statham um, post-credit scene because that was exciting for a lot of people because he's a big character in the thing. But that leads everybody else to just say, if they're bringing back Shaw, then they should bring back Hobbs because they those guys are now, you know, uh, sewn at the hip. Um, the 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 franchise doesn't work as well without them apparently, um, because Fast Nine was fun, but it was a little like it just got tedious as well. It it I mean having those two characters for some reason just makes the mood a lot lighter. Um, like when you have 
I mean, that's what I know Tyrese is supposed to be for and Ludacris is supposed to be for. They're supposed to provide the um, humor in the thing. But, like, it just didn't didn't gel as well this last time. So it's like, yeah, having uh, Hobbs come back, having Dwayne Johnson, because he was literally the guy that revitalized the series for them. Because if oh. that if if uh, The Rock never comes, I'm not going to call him Dwayne Johnson. If The mm-hmm. Rock never joins the Fast franchise, everything after Fast Five doesn't exist. And that's when the movie started becoming huge. Like mm-hmm. when after Fast Five, everything since then has been like billion dollar movies. So it's like, it's obvious that he was one of the reasons that everything just started becoming big. And, you know, the, the fact that Hobbs and Shaw did a pretty good job for being uh, an offshoot of the movie, uh, of the series, I'm sorry. And, but, you know, the Rocks, Rocky saying that he didn't really want to come back because of all the tension that he had with Vin Diesel in the first place because of the last couple of movies. It's like, yeah, whose ego is too big for this thing to finish up? But at the same time, I understand, you know, The Rock is a very busy dude. Like, unlike Vin Diesel, he has more projects than just Fast and Furious movies. Like, the guy has his hand in everything. I mean, we talked about how before Black Adam is coming out, you know, in the next couple of years. Uh, Jungle Cruise 2, because apparently Jungle Cruise did well. Uh, I don't know if there's any more Jumanji movies in the pipeline, but I I wouldn't doubt. Um, Because, yeah, those are always going to be fun. Um, So it's like. Yeah, more or less, Vin Diesel calling him out on Instagram, begging him, practically begging him to, you know, get uh, him back in this thing so they can finish this series out properly. It seems a little desperate, but at the same time, I get it. And if there's any possible way for him to somehow end up being back in that universe with Vin Diesel at the same time, I think it's better for both parties. But it it, it really all depends on timing. Um, and at the same time, it is a PR ploy where it's going to make it look like, yeah, Vin Diesel asked, he was like, you know, offering the olive branch, but maybe uh, The Rock is too big of a person, or like, you know, he's, he's uh, not, I, like I said, too busy, but like um, he's past this thing. So he doesn't want to be the one to, uh, you know, uh, have to accept the olive branch instead of being the person that offers it, you know, so because that's an ego thing for a lot of people. So, yeah, you know, we'll see how it goes. Well, thank you very much for uh, humoring me here. Um, uh, first um, version of our, and I still and I still don't know if I like binge worthy, buzz worthy, but uh, we'll go with binge worthy, um, cringe worthy. Um, hopefully, you guys enjoyed th- that segment. If you did, please let us know, um, and I can you know just come up with other random news that to provide there and pretend like they're important. Um, that is it for our episode today. Hopefully you enjoyed our, uh, hopefully you enjoyed it. You know, this is pretty much what we do. We just talk about random things in pop culture and we pretend like we, we know what we're talking about and we give our opinion, um, and very passionately and very, uh, very emotionally. So I hope you truly got that from this episode. If you like this episode and any other, uh, and you want to see ev- other episodes, you can take a look at the two fanboys, one for all of our old episodes and on facebook you can find us put in search bar two fanboys and a filthy casual add our main page not to mention our very active and fun uh group page a bunch of like-minded nerds geeks gamers fanboys fangirls all talking about the good uh fun stuff in pop culture right now 
And then on Twitter and Instagram at two fanboys, one casual. And as usual, anywhere you find your regular podcast, we are there as well. Don't forget, we are on Twitch as well. Twitch.tv slash casual fanboy gaming. Uh, recently, a lot of our games have just been the three of us playing together. So that's actually pretty fun. Yeah. Like, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. If so you... if you, um... oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, 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 go ahead. I was going to say, like, I think we've had like a couple of people uh, pop in. Uh, shout out to, to those folks who pop in and uh, enjoying the stream with us. Uh, Back for Blood has been an incredible journey. Like, I love the fact that I think we already talked about Game Pass last week or the week before then. But yeah, dude, it's been super fun with you guys. Oh, yeah. And you're, like we said, you're not too bad. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Maybe one of these days I'll I'll pull weight and we'll get yeah, past that. The, the good thing about four <laughs> players is that, that you're the third best player there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm number three. I'm number three. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's it for us today. Hopefully you enjoyed our episode. As usual, this is two fanboys and a filthy casual. This is Dennis. This is Lewis. And I am Harold. Peace out. Later. Good night. <laughs> <laughs>